In climbing, you could die and you may never come back. But in business world, even you fail, you're willing to work hard, you still have another chance to start again. You can start another business, start another career, no matter what stage in your life. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Whether you're looking to climb the corporate ladder, become a better organizational leader, or if you're adventurous enough to climb the highest mountains in the world, you're going to love hearing from our next guest. Lei Wong is an executive coach a highly sought after international speaker. She's the host of Journey with Lay podcast and is the author of the book, After the Summit, New Rules for Reaching Your Peak Potential in Your Career and Life. While not all of us will dare to climb the highest mountains in the world, we all might be facing mountains in our own lives. Lei Wong had a promising career in finance and technology. She completed her MBA from the Wharton School of Business, but she changed course. Somewhere down her line in finance, she decided to become an avid climber. And in 2010, she completed what's known as the Explorer's Grand Slam, having reached both the North and South Poles and climbed the seven summits. That's the highest points on each of the seven continents. Less than 75 people have ever accomplished this incredible feat. And I believe Lei is one of four women to do it and the first Asian woman to ever do this. How long did it take you, Lei, to do this? But before you answer that, welcome to Twins Talk It Up. Thank you so much. We're definitely honored to have you here, Lei. Tell me about that journey. What did you learn about yourself and how long did it take you to accomplish that feat of the Explorer's Grand Slam? Well, I started that daydream in 2004. I think that's the first weekend of June 2004. I started as a, literally as a daydream because I, at that time, I was not a climber. I didn't have any athletic foundations, no sports background training. I was a book nerd, corporate ladder climber kind of person. And so I said that daydream because I think I need some incentive to go to the gym. I need to start to do something about my health. I wasn't thinking I'm really going to go all the way to Everest. If I can start running, go to the gym regularly, that'd be a good goal accomplished. And from there, it took me six years. This is Danny. And uh, so from time to time, we'll make sure to let our audience know who's speaking and so that they understand which twin is asking a question. No, it's not David being both David and Danny at the same time. We are two different individuals uh, talking. But we've seen the movies. We've seen documentaries of how dangerous climbing can be in these mountains. It can be stressful. It can be mentally tiring, physically tiring. 
it can take the bait, the what I call the boldest person in the whole wide world to actually decide to do it, but then make it happen. And we do that because we want to make sure you overcome the fear that you may have. And so one of the things I want to talk about with you, Leigh, is uh, can you speak to the unpredictability when it comes to climbing? And have you ever questioned yourself, man, am I going to make this? Do I really want to keep going? Uh, and then, you know, really at the end of the day, when you question yourself, and if you do, uh, how do you find the strength to push through that talk? Well, the risk is all is there all the time. Let me just uh, give you one moment of the snapshot that highlights how much risk, how much fear that is going on in my mind. Then that is the end of 2007. Yeah, I think that the end of 2007, I quit my job to go to Antarctica. And that's my first point that I was thinking of going to finish Everest, everything in one shot, because from 2004 to 2008, I was working a regular job that I was using my evening time to train my weekend to go to the mountains, all my vacation time go to the mountain, all my money going to buying gear, paying for the trip, everything. And I have no social life other than climbing. All the people you want to meet me, you want to date me, you want to take me out, let's do it on top of the mountain. I don't have time to go to a dinner with you. I don't have time to go to a movie, go to a party. Only people I meet are people who are going to train and climb with me. And of course, at the same time, people in my career track, they're working overtime, they're working the weekend, going for the promotion, but I'm thinking about going for the mountains. So I know that I'm putting my life and my career on hold, basically, because I cannot go full force on that while I'm working on my climbing. So that's a point I feel like I... I don't know how long I can last this way, keep on putting my life and my career on hold. But why don't I try to go full force? Let me quit my job in the next half years, climb the remaining few mountains, finish all the trips I can get my back, my life back on track. I can pay off my debt and get another job and start to live like a normal person. So that's the end of 2007. I quit my job, moved out of my house and paid the send the biggest check to go to Antarctica to climb the Mount Winston and ski to the South Pole. That check is $60,000. That is the biggest check I ever written in my life. And I was writing the check, I think, wow. Basically now I have no jobs. I'm jobless, penniless, I'm homeless, and I'm sending all the money into this trip and I don't know if I'll come back alive. I don't know if I'll succeed. I don't know what will come. And I thought, wow, it's like, that's the moment I like never felt so, there's no bottom in your life, no support. There's no one waiting for you to come back. No home waiting for you to come back. No job. And you don't know where the money is going to, what are you going to do with your money after you come back? It's just that moment that, wow, I just cannot imagine what my life is going to be. But I feel like there's no regret to go for this life because I know there's a big, big risk I'm taking. However, I see the value of that experience is no money can buy it. And right now I'm young, I can afford to take the risk because it's fine, I don't have a job, don't have money, I can come back to find another job. I can work hard to pay back the debt. I can get my life started again. Well, I have this young opportunity. Why don't I take a chance? 
And later you're going to say, wow, that experience, no money can buy. And so I see that and I go, okay, I'm willing to take this risk. And no matter success or failure, the experience is valid. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. Greetings, incredible leaders and listeners. This is Danny Suk Brown, the co-host and one half of the Twins Talk It Up program. And I want to share a special announcement with you. Do you want to improve or master your communication and presentation skills? Do you want to overcome your fear of speaking? What could be the impact from you improving your public speaking skills? Could your value increase 15, 30, or even 50%? Can your potential income and salary increase as well? If you have ever asked yourself any of these questions, then I am pleased to announce that my identical twin brother and I have released our first book. And the book is entitled, Talk It Up, A Guide to Successful Public Speaking. For this month only, on Amazon, there's a special discounted price to celebrate the launch of our new book. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced speaker, this book will prove to be a great and valuable asset for your professional growth, and it also will increase your influence. Be sure to visit Amazon for the discounted price available in both paperback and ebook format. Not only are we offering Talk It Up, a guide to successful public speaking at a special price, we will be giving away a copy of our listeners. So how do you get one of our copies? You must listen to our Twins Talk It Up podcast. You must comment. And then we will ask you to give a stellar review and reading and you will get an opportunity to qualify for a free book. This will support our ability to continue to make great content. My twin and I are so thankful for your continued support. We can't wait to hear from how this book is supporting and helping you to reach your goals. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. That, this is Danny again. I, I, I want to tell our audience, I think this is uh, fantastic. Sometimes when we want to go after our dreams and we want to go after things, we have to take the, we, it's basically bring the boats on shore and then burn, burn the boats. That's right. Right? Soldiers can't go back home now. You, you got to fight no matter what. And so when we listen to the story about writing the biggest check that you, you have ever written, your life, I don't even know if I've ever written a check that big myself in my business. Uh, I think that is fantastic to, to go all in and to not look back. And I thought it was very comical and funny when you say, look, you want to take me out? You want to go on a date? You better be at a mountain on top of the mountain. I don't even have time for that. And sometimes we hear a lot of CEOs of very successful billion dollar companies. They say the same thing you're saying, Lay. They say the same exact thing. Like I put everything in, even Kobe Bryant. Um, be- before he passed away, he said he only slept four hours a day. 
Because every time he woke up, he thought about this business. Every time he went to sleep, he was thinking about his business. How can I grow this business? How can I grow that business? And Shaquille O'Neal, who's a billionaire now, did the same thing. He copied Kobe's, Brian's example, and that's why he has all these business adventures he's doing because he's making more money with these business ventures than he did as a basketball player. So he always thought about that. And I think like, that was a fantastic example. And when I would tell our audience, look, this, this is something sometimes you have to do. How bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. How bad do you want it? Do you get up in the morning and you say, I'm just too tired. I'm not going to do it. No, Lay was working out at night. She yep. was working out every single night, going after her dreams, after her passion. And we want to encourage the audience, look, how bad do you want it? Are you willing to burn the boats? Are you willing to move forward? So Lay, you know, while you've been adventurous, we want to let our audience know that you are also equally passionate and supporting your own clients as an executive coach. Can you talk about how your experiences translate into the corporate world and how you've been able to help top leaders overcome their own mountains? Yeah, so definitely I, that's, I found that the climbing and the climbing in the business world is just very, very similar because in climbing, yes, I have a chance to lose my life. The failure can be losing everything in business is also the same thing. And it depends on what you value most. Yes, if you try to start a business or you go after that promotion, you may get a rejection. You may lose all your investment and you may need to close your shop. But look at the return. It's not on the money, not on the title. It's on the experience you're gaining. Because especially in business world, friends say, in climbing, you could die and you may never come back. But in business world, even you fail, you're willing to work hard, you still have another chance to start again. You can start another business, start another career, no matter what stage in your life. As long as you're willing to try, you are going to gain something because failure is the best opportunity to learn something. So that's why I help my client to see, yeah, there's a lot of fear to start on something. There's a lot of confidence, insecurity, Imposter syndrome, all kinds of things holding you back from asking for what you want to get in your career, in your business, or try this, try that. But if you look at the value, broader value, then there's nothing you can lose. No matter it's a bad decision, it's a good decision. If a bad decision, you learn how to make a better decision next time. You learn something. Good decision, well, congratulations, you just... Uh, Hit the jackpot, and the next time you can do even better. So there's nothing to lose to yeah. take a chance in the business. Lay, this is David, and thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and sharing how you're able to translate that into professionals, executives every day that want to accomplish goals. I want to dive a little deeper, if you don't mind, into how you help your clients overcome these fears. I can imagine you sitting with your clients and having clients say, well, hey, I didn't climb Mount Everest. I don't know what that's like. And, and surely my business is not like that. So yeah, I'm insecure. Yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, I don't want to fail at this. But are there any strategies you implement to help them to overcome that? I love how you said they've got to see the value. When something's worth something to you, you will go after it. But what about a CEO who's built companies, uh, COVID has exposed perhaps in them self-doubt. Uh, the l- economy challenges that have been out there maybe have exposed some of their own fears. 
but what are some strategies you use to help them to overcome their fears and, and self-doubt? Yeah, so the fear, one part is do we dare to dream that? And the second part is, can I achieve that? So do we dare to dream that? That is more like well, what I have talked about to evaluate what's the value, what the parent is going to get from that. To can I get that is about execution. So a lot of time people are held back because that dream look too far away. That business I'm dreaming about, the last time I'm dreaming about it's almost impossible. But if we can have a concrete plan, and you can see how you're going to get started, then that fear will be under control. And we like say, we need to build a billion dollar business. Well, don't dream about it from right now, you have nothing, you want to go towards that. Let's start getting your first client, open your first shop, get to the first team started and get to the first say 10,000, 100,000, the first 50,000 before you shoot for the million dollars. So it's step by step. When you break it down smaller, it's much, much more reasonable. Reasonable. For example, like my client at the beginning that said, oh, it's impossible to hit that sales target. So I said, okay, let's see how many clients, new clients you need to get and how much value you need to, like each customer gonna produce for you. So, okay, so is it possible we just increase by 10% in the next quarter? Let's just get two more clients each month, is that doable? And yes, okay, after you got the first quarter, you see, oh, okay, I hit a target. Can we increase that by 10% more? Where does that come from? That 10% could be what you're offering. Maybe you offer more products, more services to the same client. You can easily increase the sales. Or if you just uh, your, your package, like different target, different kind of customers, at the beginning, when you are having a low confidence, you may be shooting for the low hanging fruit, right? You want to see who is the easiest one I can get. After you get some confidence, you can ask, who do I want to get? Someone you, at the beginning, oh, that person will not say yes to me. But after you get some confidence, you can say, who will be my ideal customer? Who will be the one perfect for me? Then I'll go after that. Then you can easily see, you increase the value you're offering, your revenue going to improve, and actually you didn't even need to work harder than before. Just know what you want to get. So a lot of strategy improvement doesn't cost you too much money or too much extra time, but it gives you much higher return. And you can see it's not that hard to move step by step. When you have a plan, you can get anywhere. That's awesome. This is Danny. I love uh, how you stated, uh, let's just do 10%. Let's just try this. And when they get it, let's let's do 10% more. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed with the peak, the mountain peak, that we are too fearful to take one step. And you've broken it down to simple steps. You talk about how uh, excitement can also be a driving force that inspires courage, empowers leaders to really attain that peak performance. Can you speak about this, uh, this concept of excitement and how you can harness this energy to overcome the fear, right? To be able to attain these new heights. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. So the excitement I'm talking about is not the one you get on a Disneyland roller coaster and it starts sort of screaming and that kind of excitement. The excitement can be quite a come from inside of you. You know 
what you are getting, you know what it means to you, mean a much deeper thing. That makes you really excited. When you see your purpose, the value you're providing, and you see where you are heading to over the long term, that excitement is different from, oh, I just got another reward. Oh, I got another title. I made a next sale. It's much bigger, much deeper than that. So when you have your excitement tied to long-term success, bigger dreams, bigger purpose, and as a purpose to go beyond yourself, because a lot of time I see like some of my clients, if, if said let's go for themselves, they are okay, but not too exciting. But they say, well, what does this goal mean to your family, mm-hmm. to your community, to the people who really, really care? It's not about you miss this target or getting this thing accomplished. It's about what does it mean to other people? Then they see, oh, wow, it's much bigger. And for example, like a leadership, a lot of time we think about how I am a leader doing something that my accomplishment, my company, my business, but if you realize every day what you're doing, actually you're setting a role model to other people, how you lead your team going to ripple that your team, the team member going to become a leader in their community, in their mm. future career. You are bringing up a whole team of future leaders. Then you do your best. What's your effect going to be multiplied by 10 or 20 based on the people on your team, not just one business you're building. Then yes, they want to become a better leader because they see the much, much bigger than their own accomplishments. Lay, this is David, and I'm really getting excited because I can get a sense of what your training is like and what you're doing with your clients. You said something that my twin and I often talk about, we preach about, it's in our book, and it's this phrase, it's not about you. And if you could get excited thinking outside of your own space and look at the people that you're impacting, look at what you're doing to other people's lives. You even said to uh, earlier about what does it mean to them? What does it mean to your family? What does it mean to your employees? That actually carries you a little bit further. It empowers you because you can focus on the value you're giving them. And what we do in our public speaking training is we actually tell clients, you have to focus on what you're giving your audience. You're giving them the gift, not only of your message, but an opportunity to place themselves in your message, opportunity for them to grow through your message. And if you don't speak up, if you don't seize the value of your voice, how would they get that? So I love that you do that. Now, for our audience that's out there today, Lay is not just a great executive coach, an avid mountain climber, as we've already established. She's also a keynote speaker, and she's spoken all over the world. Lay. It's easy to take chunks here and chunks there and say, I'm going to apply it to the audience. What's the most difficult challenge in terms of speaking? And what do you enjoy most about public speaking? Yeah, thank you for bringing that that up. Actually, that tied to what you just mentioned about, like, it's not about you. It's about them. So at beginning, like, that applied to the speaking world, too. At beginning, when I first started speaking, and you can hear that I'm not a native speaker. I have a strong Chinese accent and I, not a time I don't even speak correctly, grammar wise. And I think I was like, who wants to listen to me? Like this accent, this kind of English and I'm not even an actor. I cannot even like do the jumping up and down on the stage and be the performer. I said, who wants to listen to me? 
And my mentor told me, well, people didn't come here to critique your accent. They didn't come here to see you performing on a stage like a movie star. They mm-hmm. come here to hear your message. So that put me to ease, realize it's about what value I can provide to them. And also that tied to how as a speaker, we overcome our own fear. Because a lot of time when we think about the fear of public speaking is how I look like on the stage, how people are going to judge me when I speak on the stage like this or like that. We, when we are all focusing on me, how I look like, how people are going to think about me, we have a lot of fear. We have all those kinds of things going to hold us back and don't want to speak up. But when we realize it's not about me, it's about them. It's what the value they're going to get. Think about if I tell so many people about this message, about how to pursue their passion, their dream, ascend their career, build their business, how much value they're going to get. Then, okay, this message is important. I am obligated to tell them about this message. Then you can forget about yourself. We're not coming here to look at what you look like, how your accent, they want to, they come here to see what value can I get from your speech. So when you focus on that, you forget about yourself, then the fear goes away. And it's a, I'm here for other people, not for me. I love that. This is Danny. And I love how you had really just focusing on this mindset part, right? You talked about being different, having an accent and all this stuff about being a public speaker. But if you're focused on the content, you're focused on growing and learning and all that other stuff doesn't matter. And I want to encourage our audience, look, stop thinking that because you're different or you're unique that you can't add value. You could be amazing. And somebody in that room who's listened to you speak that could have saved their life. That could have saved their business. That could have motivated, inspired them to reach new heights. So don't be afraid to step out. If you have a message and you know it can be impactful and change people's lives, please follow Lay's example. Go make it happen. Lay, so many times we, when we think about fear, it sometimes get overlooked, the different aspects of fear. What are the dangers for people who don't have that growth mindset, who don't want to go past, who don't want to get, who don't want to push? What is the dangers of not having that growth mindset uh, in in people's lives as well as in businesses? What are some of the dangers of that? Well, when we see, actually, we see a lot of examples in business. A lot of companies, they are complacent. They think we are good. We're good enough. We are the leaders today. And that new idea coming around the corner. No, they are just a small players. It's not important, we are the leader. And I don't want to name those companies that people seeing plenty technology company who are the leader for five years, 10 years. All of a sudden you don't even remember their existence anymore because they didn't believe in growing. They believe we are the best already. So the growth mindset, it doesn't matter where you are. No matter how good you are, if you don't move forward, you will be left behind. So you have to keep on growing, keep on learning. This is David Lay, and I love that you said this, and this is going to lead to my question. You have to keep going. You have to keep growing. And let's talk about mitigating risk. We talk about climbing, and I've been you know, watching the movies. My brother and I talked about that. Sometimes it's glamorized. 
but we watch documentaries. We know that there's important stops along the way of climbing. You have your base camp. You have to do what they call climb high and sleep low to reach the summits. It's it's this idea of acclimatizing and exposing your body gradually to higher and higher altitudes that kind of forces your body to adjust uh, to the lack of oxygen as you go up, but then also coming back down, that you have to come down gradually to adjust. Can you talk about mitigating risk and how executives can do that when they're trying to climb for goals in their life? And then as a bonus, can you talk about why coming down the mountains is often more dangerous than going up? Yeah, so actually let me just cover the last question fast, that because that's easier. Okay. Coming down the mountain is because when we're going for the summit, like you know, when you're going into a competition, you're gonna win that gold medal, you have all the energy. You can like go all out, do that. But once you accomplish that goal, oh my God, I can celebrate. Oh, it's time to relax. I can enjoy the moment at that time. You're whole body let down the guard. And however, um, especially on climbing, the downhill is very dangerous. Technically it's dangerous because your body positioning is different. When you when had gravity drag you down, you can easily fall if you trip yourself. But when you're climbing up, it's different because your body tension, everything is different. So technically it's a higher risk to go down. And then you're mentally let down and you're exhausted because you put all your effort into going to the summit. So that's why going down the mountain is actually much, much more dangerous. Most people die after the summit, not before the summit. You're oh physically, mentally, you let yourself go relax and not handle the risk properly. And now I come back to the fundamental question about the risk, right? So risk definitely is a big part of any endeavor, of going for any goals. And you can take all the training, like the one you talk about, climbing high, sleep low, that's one of the tactics, how we handle altitude, acclimatization, and there are many, many other tactics, technical skills we learned when we were training of how to mitigate the risk. However, risk, you can only reduce. You can never, no one can say, I'm the best one, I'll never fall, I'll never die, I'll never have an accident. Everyone will have that, that's the inherent part of adventure. And you're going in, accepting there's a chance you do your best training do the best preparation to mitigate that risk but on the other side if you fear of the risk taking and say there's too much risk i cannot go then okay just don't go climb it's the same thing like in the business no matter how well educated you are how many years of experience you have even you have been building this kind of business for so many years, you're building another business in the same line, sound like almost no risk. There's still a chance your industry can be wiped out. A new competitor come out of nowhere or a natural disaster, pandemic or anything come from nowhere around the corner, suddenly show up. There's a risk in everything, but you have to decide. There's a one risk of failure. Another risk is not trying which one you want to accept. If you're okay, let's just don't climb, let's don't start this new business so we can never fail. And that's okay with you, then you accept it, that's fine. So not doing something is not no risk. I love that, this is Danny and I appreciate you bringing that up because we 
we, we do have to make a decision, right? There's going to be risks in everything in life. And if we don't do anything and we decide not to do anything, then are you okay with living like that? You, you have, um, you know, there may be times when experienced climbers and guides, they know the weather, they know the weather conditions, they can see unforeseen circumstances. And that means that they have to at times alter their plans. And you have mentioned sometimes going up, you use your own body weight and gravity and then going down, people can get this false sense uh, and want to go faster. And that's how people can fall and die. Uh, but while you're climbing the mountain, there, there may be times where the guide is forced to pivot and adjust, even at times uh, make some alterations. But the goal is still the same. It's to reach the peak, to get up, and to get back down safely with 100% of the people going up and coming down. But how do you translate that to the business world when the executive may have to pivot his or her business? How do you get them to say, look, the goal is still the same, but pivoting doesn't mean we're failing. It's still going to allow us to reach our ultimate goal. So how do you translate that in the business world to an executive and help them get through that mindset that it's okay to pivot? We're still going to have the same goal. We're not failing. How do you do that in the business world? Yeah, definitely. Let me first address a little bit about the goal in mountain climbing. So, yes, our goal originally was to go to the summit. However, if weather is really bad, the danger level is too high, the goal can change because going to the summit sounds like the main goal when you set out on this climb. However, the real goal is to come back safely. So if needed, that we may have to abandon this summit so we can have a better chance to come back home alive because this dream, this goal can be achieved another time. Don't have to be on this climb. So this is about the vision and the goal right in front of you. So my vision is to accomplish this dream. But my goal right now can shift depending on situation comes up. May I have to just halfway, I have to go home. And the same thing for business, there's difference between vision and the goal. If my vision is to build this successful business or become the leader in this industry or whatever the bigger impact I want to make. But right now we have to pivot because say I want to open a restaurant, but because COVID had to become a delivery service only. And then that is okay. I'm not abandoning my vision about delivering the best food I can provide for this community. It's just right now, the strategy is different. Short-term goal is different. But when situation change, I can still come back to my same track. Okay, how can I innovate my food supply? How can I innovate my menu to open up the best restaurant in the area in the future days? So allow you keep that dream, that vision alive in your heart. Temporary pivoting is not failure. It's not abandoning your dream. Actually, that's accumulating more experience. You learn the lesson. You prepare better for long-term success. So keep in mind it's a long-term goal, not the goal right in front of you. Awesome. I love that. Thank you very much for clarifying that, Clay. I think that's very important for the business people to understand. It's the long-term goal. And you also uh, stated that sometimes when you climb the peak, ultimately at the end of the day, you have to be aware yes. of the dangers and the weather and, and, and all the other factors. So I do appreciate you clarifying that with our audience so they can understand that. I think from an exciting next question here is when's your next climb? 
We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Greetings, incredible leaders and listeners. This is Danny Suk Brown, the co-host and one half of the Twins Talk It Up program. And I want to share a special announcement with you. Do you want to improve or master your communication and presentation skills? Do you want to overcome your fear of speaking? What could be the impact from you improving your public speaking skills? Could your value increase 15, 30, or even 50%? Can your potential income and salary increase as well? If you have ever asked yourself any of these questions, then I am pleased to announce that my identical twin brother and I have released our first book. And the book is entitled, Talk It Up, A Guide to Successful Public Speaking. For this month only, on Amazon, there's a special discounted price to celebrate the launch of our new book. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced speaker, this book will prove to be a great and valuable asset for your professional growth, and it also will increase your influence. Be sure to visit Amazon for the discounted price. Available in both paperback and ebook format. Not only are we offering Talk It Up, a guide to successful public speaking at a special price, we will be giving away a copy of our listeners. So, how do you get one of our copies? You must listen to our Twins Talk It Up podcast, you must comment, and then we will ask you to give a stellar review and reading, and you will get an opportunity to qualify for a free book. This will support our ability to continue to make great content. My twin and I are so thankful for your continued support. We can't wait to hear from how this book is supporting and helping you to reach your goals. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now... Let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Well, after Arist, I figured out that another peak doesn't excite me. Just check out another thing on the list doesn't excite me. It's much, much more exciting when I have other people go with me. When I see other people standing on a summit with me, that summit can be another mountain, can be their career and be their business. Seeing other people's success, success really, really make me excited. That's why I enjoy working with my clients. Like every time like when I meet my clients, they made my day because I see they made big progress since last meeting. I see they learned so much, grow so much in such a short time. I see their career, their business taking off to the new heights. That make me much, much more excited. So my dream is to help more people achieve their new heights in their career and their business. Lay, this is David. And I love that you said, this is my new mountain. This is my new dream. You've done K2. You've climbed the highest peaks and you've gotten to the top. And you said, look, that was a great adventure. I learned about myself. I became stronger, more confident, more 
focus on what I want to do to help other people get their mountains achieved in their lives. I love that you've done that. And and so I've got to ask you this question. I know it's interesting. Maybe there's a two-part question here. When you talk about climbing mountains, you've now become an incredible ally to your clients. You are an executive coach. And these professionals, as driven as they are, as focused as they are, they benefit and get more because of your coaching in their life. Talk about why coaching is so important for professionals, because in your own journey of climbing mountains, you said earlier, you weren't the most athletic, you weren't the most prepared, you just had a dream and a vision. You brought coaching in your life. You had to trust other people to get you to a point where you physically and mentally were ready to climb these mountains. Can you talk about the role of coaching and why it's so important for professionals to bring coaches like you into their world? Yeah, actually I can start with an example of how I benefited from coach myself. Because when I was training for Everest at that time, I had my first personal trainer, personal coach, Dave Niemand. He trained me. And I think the most valuable thing I got from him, one is confidence, because when I was training for Everest, I was like, I never had athletic background. I never trained as athletes and how can I ever be strong enough? And so every time I'm going to him, I have this insecurity. When I was leaving for Everest, I would kind of really just, as that, I had that question all the time, but I was scared to ask him. When I was leaving for Everest, I asked him, I said, like, I'm sorry, I wish I can be stronger. And do you think I'm good enough to go climb Everest? I'm like so fearful, like a little girl, right? And he said, I cannot be more proud of you. You are so strong and you definitely can do it. And I said, wow, that's a big, strong guy telling me this. Like making me, oh, I'm not just that fearful, weak little girl who can not even sure what she's doing. He said, he gave me that confidence that showing me I can do it. So on every, I had a lot of, like I was the smallest, slowest, wicked, I got sick and had all the people doubt me. I look like the least possible person to climb Everest. But I remember my coach told me, I'm strong enough. I'm here to stay, I'm gonna do my best. So that kind of confidence is super important because without that, we are not sure can I do this, then I'm not gonna be able to put in my best effort. I may not even want to make the first step to try it. And now to say, if I run into some challenges, I want to back out first. Okay, let me go home first. So when you have that confidence, you know, I can do it. Then no matter what, I'm here to stay because I know I can do it. There's no reason I'm going to quit. And another value of having a coach is to see things you don't see. So a lot of times, like when I was training, I was like, I felt like I'm doing good enough. I'm doing my best. But... This is just what I can do. I can't do better. And my coach told me, he's very straightforward. Like other people probably will cry here that say, well, it's not that you're not strong enough. You're mentally weak. Face it. So that was like blown up. What are you telling me? I'm mentally weak, <laughs> right? That, that like it's such a blow in your face. You're like, okay, now I have to face it. So coach is someone who see things you are not willing to see, you afraid to see, someone who's going to tell you the truth because they are not your boss who's going to decide your salary or your customer begging for you to provide something. They are the one. Jeff, 
is trying to take care of your best interest, help you to succeed. So they're going to tell you the brutal truth, but in a loving way, because he's not trying to say you are not good enough, your mental weakness. This is what you need to work on, and that's why we're training this way, because we need to overcome this weakness. So that's the benefit I got from my coach, and that carries me all the way to today, is I see my value to my clients. One is I can see their potential. That they don't even believe they have this potential. They don't even believe it's possible to build a business to this level or get to that level of leadership themselves. I believe in them, not because I just want to just blindly cheer them up. I see a lot of potential they don't see themselves. At the same time, I can help them to see where they need to develop that no one else will tell them the truth, give them different perspectives, give them different feedbacks so they can put their best foot forward. They know how, where to put in their best energy, be sharp, be just to the point to get the best result. I love that. This is David again, Lay, and in the, look at the value of coaching. They provide encouragement. They provide an extra set of eyes to be able to address the things that you might not see, the blinders in your life. And they're there to tell you what you need to hear in order for you to achieve the success that you want. Because if they're your clients or anything like me, I know that there comes a point where I might say, I'm done. I might get to a point where I say, no more. But that encouraging voice, that encouraging support to say, one more step, Dave, one more step, you can get there. So we're honored, Lay, that you have agreed to join us on Twins Talk It Up. We know that you are not only an accomplished mountaineer, an adventurer, you became one of the few to ever accomplish the Explorer's Grand Slam. You've been driven to ascend to the highest summits on every continent. And yet your new passion is to send to help your clients ascend to their own mountains. You're helping them to achieve their goals. You're helping them to overcome the areas in their life. I'm grateful that you've decided to join us because you helped us to see that everything in life has risk. Even deciding not to do anything is a risk. There's no guarantee if you're listening to this podcast that you can just strap on a backpack and decide to climb a mountain that you're going to be successful in that. Maybe your success is just putting on the backpack. But I want to share this with you. What Leigh has shown us today in our conversation with her is that if you dream, if you could build the right excitement, if you're willing to bring coaching into your life, it's worth going after the mountains that you have before you. You need to invest in yourself and you will indeed achieve the great heights. If you want to learn more about Lei Wang and her work and what she's doing, listen to her upcoming keynote speeches, go to her website. Visit the Journey with Lei website. It's journeywithlei.com. You could also grab her podcast, the Journey with Lei podcast. And while you're at it, pick up her book, After the Summit, New Rules for Reaching Your Peak Potential in Your Career and Life. Lay, thank you for joining my twin and I on Twins Talk It Up. You are amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, David and Danny. This is an amazing show. And I hope more people get on your show and learn from you guys. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. 
we will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.